Billy, I am so glad again for uh, having a great opportunity to be able to sit down with you today. And like I said, this is just a conversation. We're just let's just act like we're having a conversation, and I'm kind of leading the conversations with questions and, and good stuff like that. So, you and I have a mutual acquaintance. We do, Derek Sire, it, the one and only, the one and only. Do you love Derek or, or I, much? I love Derek so yeah. much. Yeah. Yes, Derek Derek's is one man. of a kind. He is definitely one of a kind. Uh, I've known Derek for a, a number of years. I don't know if he's ever told you how. We've met. He how didn't. Met. How did you meet? So I used to do this event called We Tell Stories, which recently uh, someone else uh, brought it back. But anyway, Derek came to We Tell Stories. It was at Java Days on 10th Street in Oklahoma City. Okay. Derek is sitting there by himself before early. Like he got there early. We're still setting up. Derek, he just kind of said, and I go over there and start talking to him. And that moment till now, uh, 13 years ago or so. Wow. Yeah. We uh, have been fast friends uh should i say so uh but anyway derek sent me some questions that he thought that i should ask you i am terrified of uh, these questions (laughs) don't be terrified they seem like (laughs) they seem like great questions so uh tell me about this journey you've been on a little you know as much of it as you want to share uh he said that you've been on a cool journey making some changes in your life Yes. So back in September, something sort of traumatic happened, which that's not really my story to tell, but it was something that's happened to my family, my family, Mm -hmm. meaning myself, my two teenage daughters. We are, I've been a single parent for, um, 13, 14 years, somewhere around there. But in September, something happened, something that's happened to us multiple times over the years, but this time it just sort of knocked us for a loop, kind of knocked me to my knees. And Um, I don't really share this with a lot of people, but I have had some struggles with situational depression over the years and there's usually a catalyst and that happened to me again. And so we were coming up on, you know, September to December was pretty rough. I was a little messy and, um, coming up on December, I get a two week winter break from work and I thought, okay, this has happened to me before. I spend the whole two week break feeling sorry for myself and letting all of these things just come over me and knock me down. I'm not going to do that this time. Mm-hmm. I have got to do something different. You know, your heart and your soul just pushes you, just, yeah. just tugs you a little bit. And then it starts shaking you when you don't listen, like do something different this time. So I spent my whole two-week winter break reading, writing resolutions. I wrote these five resolutions, and I attached these goals to them. One of them was belly dancing, okay, um, which I haven't gotten to that one yet. <laughs> belly dancing, okay. Uh, <laughs> but I just decided I have. I'm 41. I've got to do some things differently because I've always said I want to change. I want to feel different. I do these things for two weeks, three weeks, and then I quit on myself. So I decided I was going to do it big this time. Cool, cool. And so how's it been? Life-changing. Yeah. I'm three months in, and I... It's hard. It's hard to live an intentional life is what I call it, for lack of a better term. It is so hard to... I've always let life happen to me and been reactionary and 
just sort of reacted to all these situations that happen around me. And so living with intention, it is hard. Yeah. I will say that. That's my word. Hard. Yeah. hard. <laughs> is that your word for 2019? I think it is. Hard. Did it you sounds just come negative, up with it? But no, I thought about it on the way here. It is hard. It's just hard. Yeah. Living life, telling the truth, being a truth teller, living the truth, getting up and staying focused on the things you have to do and not relying on your default and not slipping back into your default. It's hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you just always been a good person? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if you would. You know, I think that uh, have I always been a good person? Wait a second. This is my podcast. You're not sure. <laughs> then what you say? I told you uh, I warned yeah, you. Yeah. It's so hard for me. <laughs> you almost you got almost me. fell into yeah, the trap. You almost, too. Get, you almost got me, but I did not go there. <laughs> I did not go there. But uh, you know, I think that what ha- what happened for me is the same thing that happens to most people. There comes this moment in your life where you say, you know what? I'm going to start making some changes and mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to do mm-hmm. that on a consistent basis. And yep. uh, uh, so, yeah. So one of the things that I do is I host these go in workshops. And in those workshops, we talk about what are the right things to be consistent in to achieve the wins you want uh, for your life and uh, in order to live out the, the greatest story uh, possible. And so I just and that's a discovery, I think. So as you talk about making some change in your life, you'll probably discover new things that like, oh man, that was working for me, but now I'm going to move to this new thing yes. that I think would be. So I always give the example of running versus biking. Like I found running to work really well for me, but then I find biking uh, does a little bit more for, me. you know, mm-hmm. not personally, but I'm just saying like you can make those discoveries yeah. and start being consistent. So uh, always been a good person. I don't, I don't know what that, what that what I think is- everybody has good uh, traits to them, you know? Right. And so, uh. Uh, so yeah, I've always had good traits. What was your What was your age? I always ask people this: What was your age when you, when you had this moment where I need to do things differently? What was your age when that happened to you? Uh, I was. I think there's all like all my life. I think everybody all of their lives, they have those moments of like right. I need to change. I need to mm-hmm. change. But are you asking? So when was it that I was like, you know what? I'm going to put forth. Yes. My when effort. was that? Yeah, I was probably about 20, 21. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you've yeah. been a good person for a long time. <laughs> like 30, 30 plus years, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just, for 30 plus years, I've been trying to be a little bit more intentional is what, is what that is. And so, yeah. so it's been good. So uh, tell me about uh, the work you do. I work in a vocational school Mm -hmm. uh, located on the east side of Oklahoma City. So we offer full-time, short-term career training programs to high school students and then adults. So we've had everywhere from 16-year-olds to a CEO who retired from owning a successful company and wanted to do volunteer work as a medical assistant. Okay. So he comes to us. I think he was, I want to say 65 and really? goes through this program and uh, I do public relations communication. So I write human interest stories about our students kind of okay. highlighting what they're doing. So when I interviewed him, I just sat there with my mouth open, like, tell me everything. What yeah. do you mean? He had a bachelor's degree, master's degree, yeah. owned this successful company. So I do, as I said, public relations, communications, I manage our social media. I tell people I'm a storyteller and I just get inspired for a living on a daily basis. That's what I do. So we service high school students from Oklahoma City Public Schools, 
Crooked Oak and Millwood. Okay. And so very diverse student population. And I work with 300 employees, very diverse employees as well. It's a great environment to be in every day. Where, where can people find these stories? Metrotech.edu. And we are also on, we're very active on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Metrotech OK. How often do you share a story? Often. Okay. We do a lot of original content, so we share them, I would say, weekly. Okay. Yeah. Are they um, video or written or? Both. We are getting more into video, uh, but usually written. And I'm a photographer, so I try to photograph them. We do some fun things. You know, in the past, we had a student that graduated from our aviation program and went on to be a private pilot, something he's wanted to do since he was a small child. So I photographed him as an adult twisting up these paper airplanes Mm -hmm. and they were not good by the way. Sorry, Justin, (laughs) they didn't fly very far, but, uh, so just some fun things like that, really showcasing who these people are beyond the program they're enrolled in. That's really cool. So talking about photography, talking about getting into video, uh, is, is there some certain, uh, tech things that you like more? What's what's your go-to camera? I'm a Nikon. Yes, I'm a loyal Nikon user. All right. So, and I've used, I am so, I'm just technically, I don't want to say technically challenged, but old school in many ways. So I've used the same camera for five and a half years. Okay. A Nikon 3200. Uh That's what I like. I have a couple of different lenses, but it works and I can get what I need done with it. So I haven't upgraded. That's good. No, I think, yeah. The more you get into it, you learn like they're just trying to get more money out of us. Are you a Canon guy? So, yes, I use Canon. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll yep. forgive I you for Canon. that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are going to Sony now and all mm-hmm. that. But I'm I'm going to be in the, the vein that I'm going to be like you in the sense of like, I'm just going to go with what works. It yes. works. Like, I'm not yes. going to. Because they always get you going. They do all these reviews on all these new things mm-hmm. and pull me in. I'm like, no. I read the description. I don't even know what this camera does. This thing walk around and take the photo. Like, do I set it up and it can just like a Tesla just go do its own thing? I don't know. So I don't want to do all that. For sure. For sure. So getting the stories out there, you all use social media. Yes. Yep. So what, what, what are some things that uh, you can share that has allowed for you to get the most out of social media? Oh gosh, by far people. It's always Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. We have had some pretty viral posts over the years and the most popular are always about people. People want to hear about other people's struggles. They want to celebrate their success. And when those two things are combined in one story, it just tends to go viral. Yeah. People love to hear about people. So is it just a thing of you just you you put it all together and you post it and you're done with it and it just automatically goes viral? Mm-hmm. How are you getting it to go? Like what is I don't know if you can really say this is how you get something to go viral, but what are some steps that you take to make sure that it's in front of the most people uh if there's any? Well, I will say that I think the mistake that some people make with social media is they don't use it as an engagement tool. They just talk at people. And as you and I know, because we both work with people a lot, you get a lot farther by engaging people in what you're trying to do when they feel like you're doing this with them and not at them. So we are always responding to comments, responding to messages and just trying to get people engaged in the process. It's that's what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It was designed to be a tool to connect with people. So rather than just putting, 
putting out a bunch of advertisements about what we do, which we do that as well, but we try to mix in things that posts that people feel because when people feel something, they're more likely to comment, to share it. And especially when you have students, if I share a success story about a young person, their mom is going to see it. She's Mm going to share it with Mm -hmm. all of her friends. So that angle works really well too. It's another reason that the people aspect works with social media. For sure. Yeah. And I always tell people that. So I share, I try to, I'm doing this podcast. I'm going to share it, but I do understand like whenever you share people's story and just let it be about them. Yes. Their family, everybody typically, if they know about it, their family, everybody's going to share it because it's kind of a big deal. Yes. In, in um, to have your story put out there into the world, and so yes. yeah, I'm with you on that 100. percent Yes. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What what's your go to? Facebook. Okay. I like Facebook. First of all, I love to talk, mm-hmm. so Twitter is difficult for me. Okay. I cannot be limited to characters, Hetty. <laughs> you want me to tell you want me to tell you Twitter uh-huh. this incredible story about this inspiring young man, for yeah. example, uh-huh. in two hundred characters. I can't do it. Constantly backspacing and and I feel terrible after I post it. Like I didn't say what needed to be said. Uh-huh. So I we do share on Twitter because we have an active following on Twitter, but. Facebook is just my go-to. Yeah, personally and professionally. So when you share these stories, are you are are they are they are they done in a blog or you doing them straight from Facebook? We do them straight from Facebook. We have done blogs, but in my experience with our audience, blogs don't do as well. So mm-hmm. we are looking to do more of that. But so far. It just seems that if they can read it right there, okay. you know, people have a short attention span yeah, these yeah. days. Yeah. And if it's not something that just grabs their attention, so I feel like that extra click, sometimes they're just, nah, forget it. I'm not going to go read that. Yeah. But if it's right there in front of them and you grab them right away and they see the photo, it just seems to perform a lot better. So Facebook crashes, right? Uh-huh. Let's, let's say that it crashes yeah. or, or it goes away. Mm-hmm. All your content is on Facebook. No, um, it's also saved on my computer okay. on, in two places. Okay. So see, see, I'm see, solid. See. Okay, okay, yes. yeah. <laughs> so I'm really organized, and you got to think when you have 300 employees, 1,700 full time students, and that's not even counting everything else that we do, uh-huh. and it all comes through me. So yeah. people submit all of that information. So it's all organized into folders, years, months. Yeah. Because it gets this. Uh, what's the word? Decimated? Oh. I want a spelling bee in grade school. What is my problem? Anyway, uh, it goes out to different avenues. So okay. it gets presented at our board of education meeting, um, goes on social media, goes out internally. So it the has to be do. organized. Yes. Okay. That's so awesome. it has to be organized. Good, 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 good. Yeah. yeah. I just always encourage people like at least have your own domain, like put it on the blog and then copy and paste it onto, yes. you know, uh, into Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. But of course, like you said, so whenever I do interviews, I send people a form mm-hmm. and then, so the question, then they type them into their responses into the, into the form. That's a good and idea. Then they hit submit. So I always have it there. Google it, drive. I use, uh, no, it's actually done through my website. Okay. And then it's emailed <laughs> to me. So then I have the email and then I copy and paste it into my, my website and, and all that good stuff. And so, yeah. so I have both, Yes, you know, and then it goes into a spreadsheet as well, which, yes. which is, yeah, Google drive. I use Google sheets. Okay. Yeah. So it, it goes directly into that. So, so that's cool. No, no, I love sharing stories. So how, how do you, 
get do you sit down with people and 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 take notes yes or do you Oh man, I wish I could do that. Well, here's one of my hidden talents. I type a hundred words a minute with a hundred percent accuracy most of the time. Get out of here. I'm not kidding. Are and you I'm serious? very, very proud of this. I'm such a nerd, but I am so proud of that. I learned in high school the proper finger placement in a typing class. Uh-huh. And in fact, last year our accounting and banking teacher, she's gonna be upset that I'm telling this story, but she challenged me to type off in front of her students. Are you serious? I tried to warn her. Tried to warn just, her sister because she's you really good. Yes, I did. Like three times in a row. <laughs> um, so she was competitive. It sounds like oh, she, she wanted to go three times. Yeah, like the the first time wasn't enough. Like no, yeah. something was wrong. She wanted to get beat three times. And so you, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. So you beat her once, and I'm assuming that that was you dominated her. Well, I can't say that because she types really fast too. Yeah. And that's why her students said you should do it because they, and what started it is her students said, there's no one that can type faster than you. And she mentioned this to me and I said, I sis can type faster than you. Uh-huh. So we set this up and we, we did this type off. And so we did three times just to be safe and. I do typing tests for fun. I mean, I'll just get on there and see how, make sure I'm still really fast. So, yeah. The funny thing about this is my daughter the other day was talking about my wife. And she said, we were talking about something. And she just said, mom could type faster. Mm -hmm. I was like, your mom cannot type faster than me. I was like, we, and the funny thing is she, my wife and I had a a contest. We did a, a typing test. Like when we first got married, because she thought that she could be, and I beat her. Mm-hmm. And so I just left it at that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go back and let you beat me. Right. Um, you know. That's so, it. It's just yeah, that was the like, grand we're championship. Done. Yeah. I'm the champion of mm-hmm. typing. She she has no proof that she can type faster than me. I have the proof. Okay. But now your daughter is wanting you to do it again, the contest? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't ask her. No, she didn't ask You're me to do it You're not going to agree to no, it? No, I'm not. No. Does your wife, is she challenging you to the test again? Uh, she has not came out and challenged me, but whenever I came back around and told her the story about Nia, she's like, you can't beat me in type as though like that, that moment is gone. She wants a new moment. But this is like the heavyweight, you know, like Rocky Balboa. I mean, you Mm -hmm. don't just get to keep the belt. You have to. (laughs) And if you don't accept the challenge to defend your belt, are you really a champion? So I have to take the type You have to do it again. I have to do it again. Yes. All right. You got to defend your, you got to defend your title. Okay. I'll do it. I'm going to call your wife when I leave here. Like, look, (laughs) let me give you some tips. Let's practice before this happens. She was, I would think that she probably could beat me now because she's, she's a say, like, Mm -hmm. she's at me. She's typing all day. Like, I'm not typing all day. Here come the excuses. Yeah, I'm not (laughs) typing. But we'll see. I think I'm going to go ahead. So tell me how you got involved with kids. Like, it sounds like you've been working with kids over the last five years through Metro Tech and Mm -hmm. all that. Was Did you start working with kids at Metro Tech? Like, what did that look like for you? Radical honesty. I was a terrible teenager. I was the type of teenager that that just gives parents gray hair. And Uh I barely graduated high school with a 159. I only started telling that story a few years ago. Okay. I was always terrified that people would find out. Because I won Biggest Airhead my senior year of high school. I had bright blonde hair back then. And I barely graduated, bottom of my class. Yeah. So for years, the stories you tell yourself, I'm not smart, I'm an airhead. I pl- practically flunked out of high school, tried to go to college, and d- it wouldn't work. 
So when I was 33, I kind of had this moment. Now I've got these two girls that are watching me and I had had a successful career so far, but I decided to go back to college. I got to prove to myself that I can do this. Yeah. I went back to college. I earned a, an associate's degree in legal studies and blew through that with flying colors. Mm-hmm. So I was terrified, but I enrolled at SNU in their adult studies program to do psychology. I wanted to be a therapist and graduated from that program with a 4.0. So that pretty much shut down the story I'd been telling myself yeah. that, um, and I was a brunette by then. So that <laughs> none of that applied anymore. Um, it's all in changing the color of right. your hair. Yeah. So I, Metrotech was the first position that I interviewed for after I graduated that required a college degree. And my cousin was working there and she said, Hey, I think you would really love this. I know you love teenagers. I think you would love this. Mm-hmm. So I went and interviewed and of course I'm coming from Yukon, which growing up very little diversity in yeah. Yukon America when I was growing up. Uh-huh. And so then I go over into this new community with these different cultures that I had never really experienced. And it was, it's just been the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I feel like I've grown up more in five and a half years in my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so immediately I start there and I just know this is what I'm meant to do. I love teenagers and I'm always the one getting triggered when people say millennials, this and millennials, that I feel like when you say those things, those blanket statements, it devalues the masses of them that are doing incredible things for sure. So for sure, for sure. So yeah, it is completely my passion and my heart. And I, I love these students and their stories and their families. Yeah. I've gotten to attend so many of their cultural events. I've gone into their homes and had dinner with their families and it's been an awesome experience. What, uh, what are some things that you've learned to be able to work with, uh, teenagers successfully? Oh, that we've got to listen to them. You have to listen to them. You have to respect them, respect them as the adults that you're wanting them to grow into. Okay. You know, so often, and I've been guilty of this with my own kids. I've learned a lot about how to parent my kids by Mm. being with teenagers that aren't biologically mine. They're a lot more open with me than I think they are with their own parents or that my kids would be, you know how that is. Yeah. Um, so they talk a lot and they tell a lot of stories about what it's like to be a teenager. And I just think, um, for so many of them, they don't feel heard. They don't feel like their opinion matters. They don't feel like they have any control over their life and that someone is kind of telling them what they have to be or what they have to do. So I've learned to just ask a lot of questions, give them age appropriate power, and you have to let go yeah and this is hard but you just have to let go and let them grow into their own people for sure i still my 17 year old she has a job she has a car um she's got a 4.2 gpa she's headed to osu in a year incredible kid but the other day she bought something you know with her own money because i don't really have to help her at all anymore i got so offended i didn't know you bought that why didn't you ask me uh-huh. if you needed that? And then I realized she's just her own person. Yeah. So you have those moments, yeah. but in reality, I've got to let her become an adult. Yeah. yeah. She practically is. So I apply the same rules to all of them. I That's try good. to let them be independent and be their own people and listen to them. They yeah. need to feel heard. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Do you have a go-to question that you ask teenagers? I used to ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? And mm-hmm. now I dislike that question because what, what is grown up? What age is grown up and yeah. when are they supposed to know? No, I just ask them, 
what do you think would make you happy in your life? When you look at your life 10 years from now, mm-hmm. so let's say they're 17, a lot of them are 17. When you're 27, if you envision your life, what makes you happy there? Yeah. Is it a, a big house? Is yeah. it living in a different country? What is it? Yeah. And then you just work with them from there to figure out how do you get there? Yeah. Maybe that's being a welder without a college education. Maybe it's being a vet like my daughter who has to go to college. I mean, what yeah. does it look like from there? Yeah. So that's probably my go-to. What makes sure. you happy? What, what do you, makes you happy? Yeah. What do you envision your life like in 10 years? Uh-huh. Uh, happy when I was 16 versus happy when I'm now. Yes. Is it, is that is that similar to the question of what will you want to be when you grow up? Because what made me happy when I was 16 versus now is it a thing of like, what makes you happy right now? Like, mm-hmm. what is it the thing, you mm-hmm. know, that is so hard. And you can't tell, you know, you also, I think a mistake adults make is we try to tell them, we try to give them all this wisdom. You know, let's uh-huh. remember they're working with not even a fully developed brain yet. Yeah. And when I got a psychology degree and learned the stages of development, I realized we're expecting these these teenagers to make decisions like we make in our 40s, but they don't even have the full equipment yet to do this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so when they tell me, well, I want a really big truck and I want a really good looking woman, <laughs> I'm not going to turn around and say, well, hey, you're not going to feel that way one day. You really need to be dating <laughs> sure. these. You need to be dating girls that have really good hearts. You yeah. know, they come on. I just, yeah, so and I think that's what I'm saying. Like, you almost have to be like, "What makes you happy right now?" Yeah, you know, let's yeah. move forward from this moment where we're at. Because I mean, I keep working. I work with adults, and they're still in those same. We yes. we let me put me in that as well. Like, it's still like we're still always in discovery mode. You know, always. And, and what makes me happy this year may not make me happy next year. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. and you go back to things that didn't make you happy before and make, I mean, I'm single, you know, I've been unmarried for 13 years and just dating. I haven't lived with anyone or married anyone. If you ask me now what kind of man I'm looking for versus 13 years ago, Uh it's completely different. (laughs) 13 years ago, it's like, I want a guy that can sing every word to this song and I want Uh him to dance really good and be charming and the life of the party. No, like give me a man that goes to bed at 9 p.m. That's what I'm trying to find. (laughs) That wants to nap with me on Sunday afternoon. Thanks to you. You gave me permission to nap. You remember when you said that? That you want to hang out with more people that nap? Yes. When I heard oh you say goodness. that, I was like, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> and I've been taking naps consistently because you said successful people take naps. You have to take a nap. Yes. Naps are good. You're so great. I'm a little unhealthy with my naps because when I take a nap, <laughs> I don't wake up. Like, it's like, no, you do not go to bed at 1 p.m. Like, I won't get up in my 30 minutes. I mean, I've gotten better, but yes, naps are delicious. The best. Naps are the best. I'm glad you're taking naps. Yeah. Tell me about your daughters. Is it daughter or daughters? Daughters. There are two, two in the right? room. Two teenagers. Two, what two is... beautiful, stunning, witty, smart. How old are they? 17 and 13. I'm, now, right now, I'm just trying to learn for myself because I have a 12-year-old princess. Yes. Give me, give me what, give me all the wisdom you have on raising girls. Hey, I'm still getting it from other people. And my thing, like your thing is me as the mom of a teenager. Mine is people who have successful adult children. Uh I'm like, let me take you to dinner and I need you to tell me everything. Uh I'm going to type this really fast because I type a hundred words a minute. Tell me everything. Uh, but I would say again with the, and I fail at this all the time, Mm -hmm. believe me, you never Mm -hmm. get it right. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we're just human, but 
I think listening to them, allowing them to have their own beliefs, their own life and learning from them. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was watching the boy in striped pajamas. Have you seen it no. about the Holocaust? Uh-uh. Okay. Is that on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Yes. So embarrassing, but I realize it's been so long since I studied history. I don't remember all the details, but I did remember that my 17 year old has an incredible history teacher that she's been learning a lot from. So I call her in the living room, pause the movie. Hey, I need a cliff notes version of the Holocaust. So I understand what's happening. Tell me everything in like 10 minutes or less. And she delivers this keynote address Uh about the right down to uh hitler why people thought hitler was a good man and his writings and his book and just everything and so i sent her teacher an email the following monday and i said i don't know what you're doing but i just learned everything i needed to know about germany from my daughter in 10 minutes yeah so keep it up keep up the good work yeah but i think they are always flattered when i'm asking them And then also understanding that they're teenagers, that's hard. I Mm -hmm. want them to just be perfect and not make any mistakes, but that's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard because we take that on ourselves as failure. For sure. When something goes wrong, when they get caught up in something Uh they shouldn't be a part of. Failure on our our part. Yeah, I taught you better. Uh I taught you better than that. Yeah. But they just have slips. Mm -hmm. So. Just like we have slips. They, mm-hmm. They're people just like us. They're little mm-hmm. people just like us. Yep. Yeah. So I, I have a daughter. So dating, like, what? Are, what are your? What's your rule of thumb on dating? Mm. I, you know, there has not been a man in our house. So people always ask me, well, so who intimidates the boys when they come over? <laughs> me, <laughs> full me. And I think I am a lot scarier. <laughs> I take it as a compliment that a lot of the boys their age think their mom is psycho yeah, because uh, I am just not afraid to say, sit down. I want to know about you. Yeah. And I want you to look me in the face when you're yeah, telling me. And uh-huh. let me tell you what my expectations are with yeah. this little gem of a girl here who has a very bright future. Yeah. And if you don't follow those expectations, you're not going to be dating my daughter. Yeah. And so far we've had, I think three boyfriends, just the older one. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, there are rules, strict rules. The doors open. We don't, you're not allowed to go overnight with anyone. Um, you have to be home a certain time. Yeah. But the the current boyfriend, I've said, this kid will come over. He's six foot four. You can imagine uh-huh. that kid walks up to your yes. door, take your daughter yeah. out. Yeah. No, absolutely not. You look like a grown man. <laughs> yes. And how old is he? <laughs> he is 17. Okay. Or six. Yeah, he's 17. But he is changing my light bulbs, taking my trash out without mm-hmm. even me saying oh, anything. Wow. Just on his own. Um, brings us gifts when he goes on a trip. He is precious and sweet, and I just feel extremely blessed. But what's happened in the past, I got to be honest, is then it ends, and I'm completely attached to Mm -hmm, this kid, mm -hmm. and then he's gone. And she's gone. She's done with it. She's done, and she's like, you can't. We'll be at a community event, and I go up and bear hug him, and she's like, Mom, you can't do that. He has a new girlfriend now. It's... Mm -hmm gonna make things awkward like look you can break up with him but i'm still with him okay i'm still in the relationship with him (laughs) so we're still friends yes still talking yes yeah you know one of the things that uh someone once told me was you always want to be in a position that you can invite your ex to your your wedding yes 
you know, especially in that dating phase, yes. like you never want it to be a thing where you can't still be friends a- afterwards and, and yes. you know that you've left it well. Now, will you invite them to your way? Maybe, I don't know. But you always want to be in a position where like, yeah, they can come. Like we did everything the right way. It's a, it's cool. We just weren't fit for each other. I took my, I dated someone off and on for four years. My family was very attached to him and they just told me we don't want to let him go. He, yeah. he didn't have much family. So he was going to my aunt's gathering at our house over the years he's continued to go there have been times that i have had my ex-boyfriend him my Uh ex-husband at Uh the same gathering yeah and just last week he called and said i have to go have this medical procedure in ada at the indian hot will you will you take me to this appointment so i took the day off and i took him and people think that's so odd but to me that's how it should be yeah we we're still i still love him he's my family yeah um so yeah yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of that. I think that we should be okay with, like, when, if we don't make it in our relationship, we still should be friends. Like, right. it should still be good. Like, a breakup should not mean, like, <laughs> it's the end of us ever talking again. Yes. No, we just weren't fit for each other. So, anyway. The problem with this, though, is, you know, like me, if you're single for 13 years and you date over that time, and then when I finally get married, what, the whole audience is going to be my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> 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 oh, I might just only song. invite a couple of them <laughs> yeah, to the wedding. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you don't have to invite them, but I'm just saying <laughs> you should be able to be in a place to where yeah. they should be good with uh, um, being able to come to your to your wedding. Uh, let's talk about, so one of the things I talk to people about is how do they measure progress? So regarding your work or life, whatever that is, how do you go about measuring things that uh, you're trying to um, get better at? Mm, absolutely. How often I'm getting those heart soul tugs that I talked about. Okay. I think back in September through December, I was getting so many of those because I would stuff my voice. Someone says something or does something to me that I know should not be happening. I stuff it. I either fly off the handle, which I don't want to do, or I say nothing and I let it go. Um, and then my soul is tugging me. I ignore it. And then I'm miserable and then I'm either drinking too much or all these things that come when you're trying to mask pain. So I think for me, I know I'm making progress when I wake up every day feeling good about who I am, about what I'm doing. And Mm -hmm. every time I accomplish something, and sometimes that's as small as, hey, you saying that to me makes me really uncomfortable. And if you continue to do that, I'm not going to be able to keep you in my life. Yeah. I consider that a win Yeah, and I'm shaking and I'm scared and it yeah. feels uh-huh. scary. And then the moment passes and I realize that's a win. You have complete win. Yes. Yeah, like, I got that. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. sure. For sure. And just feeling good. You know, mm-hmm. I've been working out again. I've been drinking tons of water. I've been eating better. I've made all these changes in my life and I just feel really good like 85 percent of the time because yeah. i'm 41 so you you know yeah, things yeah. start to fall uh-huh. apart but yeah. for the most part i feel really good every day good good do you uh, do y'all teach uh your students what it looks like to measure progress in their lives like i guess I, I use this quote if it's worth doing it's worth measuring mm-hmm. and so if they're doing things do y'all talk to them about progress is that what does that look like 
I, yes, our teachers, so many of our teachers are very intentional with their students. They develop very close relationships with them. And, you know, so many of our students, like a lot of teenagers, there are lots of struggles in their personal life. They're figuring things out. They might be being raised by grandparents or another family member and all kinds of situations. And so there is a lot of helping them way beyond just what they're doing in the classroom, you know, helping them figure out where they're going to go to college and what is this look like and one of the biggest things we've started doing is recruiting in eighth grade just letting them know who we are because here's the thing a lot of these students will get to ninth grade 10th grade when they can enroll they don't have the credits and so we need them to know early hey if you want to come to metro tech and you want to do this here's what you're going to have to do now to make sure you can get in it's devastating when I think just in recent years, we've become really attractive to high school students and the administration and their families. They want them to come to us and then they get there finally and their credits aren't there. Mm -hmm. That's devastating Mm -hmm. to tell a student that Yeah. because then they only have two years. It's just, there's not a a big window to figure it out. So yeah, I think our teachers do a great job of also... Um, not only, Hey, if you want to do this career, here's what you got to have first. Mm -hmm. You got to be on time. You got to dress well. You've got to have good hygiene. They really focus a lot on those professional skills that I think sometimes get forgotten. Mm -hmm. So yes, that is incorporated into the curriculum. That's good. Good, good, good. So what if you, if you were given three more extra hours a day, what would you do with those hours? Sleep? (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh... Gosh, I don't know. There's so many things I enjoy doing. And yeah. I wake up really early. I wake up at typically 4.30. Okay. And I either go to the gym or I journal or I read. Okay. Which I'm about to start on a new book. I don't know what that is yet. But I I think I would, I would probably sleep. Yeah. Or I would... Um, Gosh, I don't know. That's a hard one. I think sleep is. You you said sleep like several times. I know. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. No. You're, you're going to sleep. What's your favorite piece of technology right now? Favorite? Ooh, this little selfie, uh, like a little stand that we got at Five Below for $5. Uh-huh. This kind of counts, right? It holds your cell phone and it has a ring light attached to it. Uh, you I got it, it from... Five below for five really? bucks. So you just set it up. It's a little um, tripod. Uh huh. He's writing that down. Yeah. I'm telling below. you, it's tripod. it's the business. With the camera on it? It has it. No, mean, no, no. You light? put your phone. Yes, but yeah, yeah, the light yeah. is yeah. just a little. So if you're just doing a quick little video that yeah. you don't want to haul all your equipment, I was really surprised at how well it worked. That's cool. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, What else was I going to ask you? What's one piece of advice you wish someone would have given you before you started life? Uh, mm. Well, I would say business. You don't have your own business. No. I wish someone would have told me that everything you do now is going to matter later. Mm. I tell that to students all the time that I know this is hard to grasp because you're 17. I'm 41 and I'm telling you this. It's not worth it. The night that you're going to go to this wild, crazy party and you're having a blast and um, it's and then you get in trouble or something bad happens. Everything you do now matters later. So keep that in mind before you do something. That's good. I wish I would have listened to that. That's good. 
So somebody told you is more so like, I just wish I would have listened. I got some great advice. I just wish I would have listened. Yeah, yes. I wish I just would have listened. For sure. Favorite book? Ooh, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Oh, okay. I read that over uh-huh. winter break. Yeah. Kind of changed everything for me. I made a lot of notes. I love Brene Brown anyway, but... That book was very transformative for me, sort of giving me permission not only to just speak my truth and be more authentic and vulnerable, but also um, how I interact with other people, whether that's in the workplace or in my personal life. Just giving to people what you need from them. I like it. It's a big one. Uh, Something absurd that you love. What is something just... Absurd, just crazy that she's like, oh, I love this though. Pickles and milk at the same time. Oh pickles and milk while binge watching Forensic Files. <laughs> I can watch Forensic Files hours. Never tire of it. Never. Milk and pickles. Pickles. I like the dill slices and I just stick the oh. fork in the jar and just eat them off the fork. My stomach hurts. And then milk at the same. And stale Cheetos, puffed Cheetos with milk. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good. my jam. What is one of the most worthwhile investments you've made of energy, time, or whatever it might be? Man, my kids. I got to say it. Being a single mom has been the greatest challenge of my life, and it has taken a lot of time, money, and effort. I think when I look at them now, and they are academically, emotionally, um, all the things they probably shouldn't have been that statistics say they wouldn't turn out to be, Mm -hmm. it is worth every single sacrifice I've ever had to make. Because I look at this one that's about to go off to college, and people will tell me, you know how hard it is to get into vet school? And I just know, my kid, she's going to get into vet school. She's worked for this her whole life. They are just, Mm -hmm. uh, they're teenagers, so they're challenging, but really incredible kids and worth every sacrifice and every hard moment to see them turn out so well. That's good. Yeah. Good. What advice would you give me for succeeding? To just keep being yourself. Yeah. I think you're very real and authentic and you're very kind. I think that comes across. You actually really care about people. I watch your videos of you in downtown Guthrie and you're just meeting these people. And Uh I think, does everyone in this town know him? Does everyone know you? (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, People always ask him. I'm I'm going to drive through on my way out and ask There's 12,000 people people in Guthrie. Oh. Uh, Yeah. I think people think Guthrie, I mean, 12,000 is not huge by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Uh, 12,000 people is a lot of people. Like, not everybody knows me. And typically, most of the people that you you see in a community, you see the same ones in certain areas. Like, mm-hmm. just, and there's so many people who live on the outskirts who may go to Walmart and Edmond or, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, I would say I've been, I've done a lot of research on different social media accounts. I've thought about writing a book. I've got a lot of different ideas I'm tossing around this year. So I've done lots of market research and by far the people who succeed and have the biggest following and have the most loyal fan base are the ones who are authentic and vulnerable and not putting on a front. Uh And in fact, they put out the good, the bad, the ugly, they put all of it out there. Uh And so I think being authentic and kind is going to get you anywhere you want to go. That's good. So have you read Seth Golden's This Is Marketing? No. That's that's a good book. I need to read that. Yeah, just talking about what you were saying as far as um, people who have the most following and all that good stuff on social media. He talks about having a small following mm-hmm. and just letting it let that grow from there. But yes. really bring in your hundred people and just really serve them well. Yes, and then they'll go tell the story and they'll bring people back to the community. And so, uh, really good book though. And so, 
just a quick thing. We were in Fort Worth for spring break and we, I always yelp. I'm a foodie, big time foodie. I love uh-huh. to cook. I love food, but I love the story behind the food more than anything and the people. So I did these Yelp reviews. There was this little coffee shop called Casablanca's and it was a mile from our hotel. So we walked there, but the reason we went, the reviews kept mentioning the owners, the owners, the owners. So I knew I got to meet these owners. So we walk into this little coffee shop and there are these two men who are from Morocco. They grew up in Morocco. They were friends. Uh-huh. They moved to Fort Worth. They opened this little coffee shop. And I can tell just the, the hour we're sitting in there chatting with them, these regulars in and out, in and out, police officers, detective, everybody is in and out. And it was very apparent to me they are so successful because they take care of their people yeah, so well. Yeah. They're out from behind the counter. They're out with us. Yeah. They're uh, high-fiving, hugging their customers. And to me, and they're hu- wildly successful. Sure. Their reviews are great. But yeah. I do think that is the key is just being really good to people. Yeah, being good to people. So you have one social media post that everybody on social media is going to see. Like there's no algorithms none of that stuff you're gonna everybody's gonna see your one post on Mm. twitter facebook and instagram what 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 does your post say i just told you that twitter's hard for me you want me to narrow it down to one i have so much to say no you're gonna get everybody (laughs) is gonna get to see them on all platforms Mm. yeah 204k what is what is the one thing that you're gonna say i would probably say to just be nice to people, <laughs> be nice to people, be open-minded, yeah. be kind to people. That is how the world changes. I think that summarizes all the chaos that's happening in all these different situations is yeah. we've just got to be nicer to people, yeah. to each other, to ourselves. We got to be nicer to people. That's good. That's good. What, what is one question I did not ask that you wish I would have asked you? Hmm. How I met Derek Sire. How did you meet Derek Sire? <laughs> so I've been at Metro Tech maybe a year, six months or a year. And he comes around the corner. I'm walking in this building. He comes around the corner and we meet. And so, um, yeah, he has this big smiley face. So I remember him. And then I think the next time I saw him, he wrapped me up in this really uncomfortable hug yeah, because yeah. it's uncomfortable <laughs> when you are not. This was, you know, four years ago. I wasn't near as huggy and open and vulnerable as I am now. Uh-huh. But he wraps me up in this just full frontal. And as a woman, too, you never know. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that I know Derek better, I'm completely comfortable. I yeah. know he's happily married. I know he's, com- you know, he's just all these great things. But at the time, it was uncomfortable. Like He's hugging me way too. We're just so tight right now. <laughs> um, but now... I get upset with people who don't hug me hard enough. Like, come on. This hug is awful. Wrap your arms around me and put your face on. I want to be skin to skin, belly button to belly button with you, or I don't feel like you love me. And that's all because of Derek. He ruined it. Well, Derek was giving out free hugs at the MLK parade in Oklahoma City. And I mean, I don't think he knew those people. Those hugs. I was like, he's all in on those hugs. (laughs) And we do now my daughters and I, same thing. We mm-hmm. are I'm just a huge hugger. That's I always good. I hug Derek's son when I met yeah, him and I think uh, he was kinda stiff. Like, does. why are you I try to ask He's like, but, I'm not my daddy. Yes. I'm not my daddy. I try to ask first, but sometimes I just can't help myself. Know, you know, yeah. I just they look huggable and yeah. I just want to hug them, yeah. so I do it. Yeah, uh, I was at a uh, Blue Seven. You ever been to Blue no, Seven? No, what is Blue it's Seven? It's a store in Oklahoma City. 
Clothing store? Clothing store. I know well, it. Well, they, yes. they do clothing, all gifts, you know, all shoes. Uh-huh. And um, the owner's mom was there at this party. And I was, saw her. I didn't know it was his mom. But I, just, I was like, oh, you look huggable. And so she <laughs> hugged. And she and I hugged. And, all that. and so he's like, man, did you meet my mom? I was like, oh, yeah, I met her. We've hugged three <laughs> times, you know. Because I hugged her again after I found out who she was. Yeah. And so. And then uh, you hug yeah. her by. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So uh, that is so good. So good. Well, uh Billy, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. Or I feel me, like you're like, a local, yeah. With us, us people who are you listening, and, all your people. and people on the watch on the video. So, all of that. And so, good people, I thank you for uh, listening in. As you, as you all know, I like to sit down with people and try to get their stories out there to the world because I believe that when we share our stories, we learn from them, we learn from one another, we're inspired by them, we connect with one another, which I hope leads to community because I believe that community wins. And also, make sure that you go win. Thank you, Billy. Thank you for having me. Uh Uh-huh. See ya.